I don't have a uh, question for this week. Instead, I wanted to um, tell a story about how just completely idiotic I can be sometimes. Now, this isn't <laughs> this isn't really you know geeky at all. It doesn't really like mesh with you know our brand at all. But <laughs> it's just something I had to share. So I was leaving the house to go uh, uh, get my oil changed this afternoon. You know, so I, you know, put my shoes on, you know, I, I leave, I go to close the door, it locks, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have my keys. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I text my roommate, and, because I knew at this point he was um, going to be off work soon, and, uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, hopefully, <laughs> soon. you know, yeah. And so, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just leaving work, you know, I'll be there soon, you know, whatever. Um and so here I am, you know, I'm sitting on the porch, um, like scrolling through my phone. Actually, I got a lot of reading for uh, our pull list <laughs> later today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but so he finally gets back, you know, and it, and it's cold. Like it's November. This is probably like the coldest day of the of the fall so far. And so, uh, yeah, so he gets back. He unlocks the door. I go inside. I go to where my keys should be, and they're not there. And I'm like, okay, well, where are they? Did, did I maybe put them in a different room? You know, whatever. Um, and then I realized they were in my hoodie pocket the entire time. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I keep my keys on the right side of my body. Usually, they're in my right pocket, mm-hmm. and it was in my left hoodie pocket. So clearly, I didn't think to look there because why would they be on that side? Exactly, <laughs> and it just all goes back to I'm an idiot. <laughs> I mean, we've all had those moments. That bad though. Um, like where you were outside for the better part of 20 minutes in the cold and you didn't think to check your other pockets to see if you had your keys? No, maybe not. Yeah. yeah that's that's important. <laughs> You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. So, first thing I wanted to talk about, and I went back and forth. At first, I was like, well, duh, this is going to go in trailer takedown because it's a trailer. <laughs> but, like, I, I I didn't feel it was fair to the others because um, this one clearly would have won, especially with Tabitha not here tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Tuesday night, we finally got a new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Uh, it was kind of funny because you had texted me at, what was it, like 7... Six- like 725 would be like are we getting this trailer or not and i had read earlier in the day that like i guess it was because it was being released as part of some event or whatever in california at like seven o'clock our time so then we would get it at 7 30 our time okay so like yeah you text me that and i was like in about five minutes (laughs) and then here we are um i didn't even prepare any notes for um, about this trailer, I just kind of wanted to take like a couple minutes and just geek out over it. Yeah. Uh, what what were your thoughts? Um, I 
it, every time every trailer i see this just gets better and better um i'm super excited yet also a little nervous about the inclusion of the sinister six like i love the way that they're doing this i love the fact that marvel has just gone all in on the multiverse like there was questions about it from the beginning of the mcu and then all of a sudden they're just like oh yeah hey by the way multiverse and just coming at you from every angle in every show every possibility and like that is a brilliant way to bring in the sinister six that have already been done in old other spider-man movies i think it's great um I did see a note today that while in the trailer, we only officially get five villains um, that Michael Keaton has said that he is returning as Vulture. So that will be number six, which like it, I, I'll, I'll go back to that in a minute. Go on. I kind of expected him to be number six mm-hmm. anyways, because he's already an established character in the movie, which all the rest of them are as well. It's not like you're bringing anybody new in. Um, I, I I don't even know what to say. Like this this trailer is just fantastic. It looks great. Um, I, I hope my only hope is is that they focus enough on the story and not trying to build character arcs for all six villains. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I'm a little bit afraid of. Yeah. Um, going back to the vulture though, and and you're right because I I saw the same thing. He was like, oh, I'm doing some more vulture stuff this week, or it was something like that. But like, why keep him hidden? We yeah. we've already seen him. I mean, I'm totally cool with him coming back because <laughs> Michael Keaton as the Vulture was pretty pretty awesome. But like, why why not hype that? Yeah. If anything, I would have hyped him and then you know tried to keep Green Goblin or even Doc Ock you know like yeah kind of under wraps. Yeah, I mean they managed to keep essentially Lizard under wraps mm-hmm. until this trailer. Yeah, it, it's an odd choice, but maybe that was, I think it almost might be a diversionary tactic for them with the all the other rumors about other Spider-Men showing up in this, which we don't get anybody but Tom Holland Spider-Man in this trailer. So, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a diversion. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but yeah. And, and that kind of brings me to my other point before I talk about how much I freaking loved this trailer but like come on marvel come on kevin feige like (laughs) we all know that we're getting either toby and or andrew like we we don't know for sure like and you know avoiding any kind of spoilers which oh my goodness like i'm almost gonna have to just like go blind from the internet for the next month until i see this movie but like we know that we're getting them it's you know, it's painfully obvious, especially like, why would you bring in villains with the same characters from the old franchises or the same actors and not bring those heroes in as well? Right. You know, so like, just give it, just, just, just give it to us. I mean, we even get that line from Doc Ock in this trailer. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're not Peter. Like, that's not the Peter he's expecting, which we get that, like, you know, he doesn't quite know where he is, but yeah. And then the part at the tra- the part at the end, where um, strange that there's all that purple whatever going mm-hmm, on around mm-hmm. him in New York City, 
He's like, they're coming and I can't stop it. Like, granted, that's the end of the trailer. We don't know where that comes in the movie because they like to do that. They'll cut and paste all, you know, all sorts of different places. But I feel like that's leading up to like the ultimate fight in this film. So who else is going to show up at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I loved this trailer. Yeah. It was, you know, it's, it's just kind of like one of those things where like, you know, like I've said before, like I'm ready for this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not ready for it in that, you know, like even though they haven't officially said this is the last Spider-Man, like it, it makes sense for this to be the last, you know, at least Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Um, and I'm not ready for that. You know, he's like he's done a fantastic job as Spider-Man. Um, Zendaya as MJ, you know, has really, really grown on me. Um, I, I love her character. I also like I saw that parallel between her and, you know, Gwen um, Stacy, you know, uh-huh. like, and you see a spider hand reaching. <laughs> Is it Tom's? I don't know. I haven't gone through. I haven't dug through the internet to see if people are picking that apart. I'm sure they are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See if that's the same suit. Yeah. But yeah, and and I'm just going just off of speculation. But it's like it would be fantastic if they if like and granted, I I would love to see both you know or all three of the Spider Men like throughout the entire movie. But if like that's when we first get Andrew Garfield's um, Spider Man Mm -hmm. saving. Peter Parker's love interest in a different universe <laughs> because he couldn't save his own. I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh, my heartstrings. Pull on those web strings. <laughs> I feel like that would have earned you a shame. Oh, it definitely yeah. would have. Which, which kind of like going back to not having Tabitha or our backup shame person, Lydia, like this is just like with just being the two of us, like it's a free for all. It's a free for all. Like we, we could do. A lot of shame damage tonight. We should apologize to the listeners now. <laughs> yeah. My bad, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so any any more parting thoughts about uh, about No Way Home? Uh, no. I mean, how I did see a story after the trailer was released about how they were kind of tweaking and rewriting parts of it all the way up through filming. Um so I don't know. We'll be uh, that. I mean, we never knew we would have never known what it started out being, mm-hmm. but knowing those types of things where they would tweak, tweak the story as they go through to make it better. I, I can, I can only imagine where this is going to end up and that's, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marvel, if you uh, need somebody to review this movie for you um, b- before it's released, you know, just, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure we can make time. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. If needed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. We got you. We got you, bud. <laughs> so uh it's time to open up the pull list and we only have one book to talk about this week. Uh it is called Weaboo. Um, which total aside, but like first couple times when I was reading that title, I kept um you know the Doctor Who theme song, you know, <laughs> yeah so i kept so going like we boo in my head like yeah yeah that 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 was a thing <laughs> <laughs> so we uh is out now from oni press it's by Alyssa sala and Susie lee so maya james and danny are planning to go to a big anime convention there's just one thing they have to finish first their senior year of high school 
Um, Matt, what did you think of this book? Uh, the story was absolutely fantastic. Um, I, at first, I was a little distracted by the... Um, there were a few parts that were a little... That pulled me out of the story a little bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was introducing, like, scenes or characters. Um, and it just... it that Those those individual parts felt a little strange. Um, but that kind of stopped about a quarter of the way through. And then you just got into the heart of the story. And once that happened, I love this. Um, just, it's it's a... It's not just a story about these three kids finding their way through senior year and dealing with parents and boy and girl issues and just everything that you have to deal with, you know, at that age. Um, it, it just it just does all of those things so well as they go through that. Um, I, anyway, the the point being that every everything that it does, it just does so well as they as they go through that senior year dealing with their friendships to both to themselves and other people um, and, and, you know, getting a job. And I mean, it just touches on so many different aspects throughout the course of their senior year, which I, I just absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, that part that you were talking about kind of at the beginning, that was really like my only complaint about mm-hmm. this book was just, yeah, it was kind of like, I, first couple of pages, I was like, okay, wait, where am I? What's going on here? Huh? What? Yeah. But then kind of once both the book and myself kind of got oriented, mm-hmm. like I was here for it. I really, 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 really love this book. Um, it's a great story about, yeah, like growing up, discovering who you are. And, you know, it just, this book has so much heart to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I found myself connecting with, um, with each of the three main characters in different ways, you know, but really like I really connected with, with James, like, you know, he kind of like throughout the, throughout the story, he kept, you know, like having this feeling of like, um, you know, like I'm not good enough, you know, Mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not smart enough, you know, like my, you know, like I don't fit in with my friends and all this kind of stuff. And like, and I definitely had those feelings in high school, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I still kind of have those feelings now, but it's <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I just like I do. I really felt that, and um, and <laughs> I meant to write this down, but like when he gets uh, when when James gets a job at the the sushi place yeah. or whatever, and his you know friends are giving him a hard time or whatever, and one of them and they're like making up uh types of sushi or whatever you're like oh yeah one spicy sad emo boy coming up or something like that and i was like that is hilarious and i'm going to start using that (laughs) can i order one of those what's in that (laughs) but yeah like 100 i would absolutely especially coming from somebody who doesn't you know watch anime like the only manga that i've read is the stuff that we've read for the show like 100 i would read this again you know and and not to not to spoil anything because I mean because of so much of this book does center around you know the anime convention or whatever but like I felt a lot of those things <laughs> leading up to that I, I felt that I was like yeah I've I've been in those I've been in those shoes I've been like oh it's gonna cost me how much to put this costume together yep oh okay 
but yeah, I just uh this was this was so 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 good. And yeah, even as coming from somebody like I said, I you know, I don't know about you. I don't watch anime. No. I don't read man- manga, but like that just kind of shows you how like this is, you know, like it's not just for people that like that genre. Right. You know. Yeah, I think the thing I the other thing I like too is that um like I didn't know this that the term weeaboo is apparently someone who is fascinated and focuses on one particular part of a culture in this particular anime culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all, all three of them had something different that they kind of focused on. Um, but I also like the fact that like we got that as a definition for these three characters, but it almost feels like it pertains to all cultures almost. And I don't know. I didn't look it up, but that feels like a, a word that you could transpose into you know, other situations. So, yeah. Yeah. Or if nothing else, you know, you can try to use that as a, uh, you know, as a derogatory term, just like a blanket derogatory yeah. term. And like, people don't really know what you mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like I said, that's out now. So, um, yeah, try to get your hands on that. So, um, let's go into some trailer takedown. Uh, we have quite a few, um, and partially, because of uh, the Disney Plus Day, which we're actually going to talk about that a little bit in gut reaction. But uh, that's where a lot of these trailers came from. Uh, The first pairing is uh, Moon Knight versus Obi-Wan, which, to be fair, uh, what we got for Obi-Wan Kenobi was not not really an official trailer. It was more of a behind-the-scenes featurette, you know, whatever. But this is a story that I know that we've been looking forward to for a long, long time, basically, ever since it was announced. Uh, so I still included it, you know, because we did get some, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit, a little bit. Um, and like I said, that goes up against Moon Knight. That is uh, starring Oscar Isaac uh, as the character, which I'm still learning about Moon Knight. Um, I'm reading the the current series out by Marvel. Um, still trying to figure out who that character is and everything like that. Which it's it's amazing. It's about this guy who you know has multiple personalities and like and is also a superhero mm-hmm. and all this and that. And it's it's weird and it's strange, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I w- with these two trailers, um, I'm giving Moon Knight six points. Uh, for a couple of different reasons, obviously Obi Wan's gets the four. It edges out Obi Wan again because even though this also isn't a formal trailer, it's like a thirty second teaser, but like it's more of a trailer than Obi Wan. Um, also, you know, like it's just I got a better feel for you know for this character. Um, I'm excited to see Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan come back. I'm excited for that, but at the same time, like. You all know of my of my massive Oscar Isaac crush, um, and so, <laughs> um, but to see him play a role that you know that, that is new, we haven't seen him play this role. We've seen you play Obi Wan. We know he's going to be great at Obi Wan. I want to make sure that Oscar Isaac is great as Moon Knight. So yeah, so six for Moon Knight, four for Obi Wan. Matt, where are your points? Um, I think I'm probably going to pretty much follow suit because as much as like I'm excited to see. Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan. We know who he is as Obi-Wan. Um, and like we've wanted this story for a long time. It's going to be great to see. But as far as trailer-wise, again, this is kind of more of that behind the scenes. Um, if it if it was more of a trailer 
with building up to things and a little bit more story-wise, you know, it might warrant, I guess, on my part, more points. Um, Moon Knight, I really know very little about the character, but other than the fact that Moon Knight has been lumped into, if you will, um, those down-and-dirty superheroes of Marvel's, um, like Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist to a degree. Um, but um, those those Marvel series that were on Netflix, like Daredevil and Charlie Cox's role as Daredevil has just... Like, he is Daredevil to me as much as you can, like, put a put an actor in a role. Um, and they did that with the other Marvel series. And I've, ever since those came out, I've been excited to see what Marvel would do with Moon Knight. Um, just because of the little bit that I do know. Um, and we know that Oscar Isaac, essentially nerd-wise, can do no wrong. Um but even then there's a brief moment in that trailer where he's like surrounded by people and he's like wide eyed and he's got his coat. He's like holding something like holding his coat close to his chest. Like you can see the acting chops that are going into this too. So it's not just action. Um, so I think once we get a little bit more story wise, again, this one would garner more points, but still just as far as a first look. Yeah. Six for Moon Knight and four for uh, Obi-Wan. So with a score of 12 to 8, Moon Knight moves on. It's going to face the winner of Miss Marvel versus She-Hulk. Um, Matt, let's start with you on this one. This is such a hard... Pitting these two against each other is so is so difficult. Um, because Ms. Marvel is one of the... Actually, both of these are characters that Marvel has needed to showcase in today's society for a long time. And we're finally getting them. Um I, I think Ms. Marvel is going to just explode. I think this is just going to be fantastic. Um, again, we need a little bit more kind of story where this is going. This is definitely a very, very much an introduction. Um, and then She-Hulk. Honestly, most of this trailer is about Mark Ruffalo and Hulk. <laughs> like, I'm excited to see him reprise his role on the small screen. Um to see how he ties in with uh, Jessica Walters and She-Hulk. Kind of intrigued to see Thunderbolt Ross come back in, pulling him back from, you know, I mean, he was in one of the recent series, but pulling him from Ed Norton's Hulk movie. Um, So, I don't know. That, I think I need a little bit more to see what she's going to do in the role, because this was, to me, this was more Mark Ruffalo in this trailer. Um, so I'm going to go seven for Ms. Marvel and three for She-Hulk, essentially just until we can get more information and a little bit deeper trailers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's funny cause, uh, I gave the exact same points. <laughs> <laughs> so spoiler, Ms. Marvel's moving on, but, um, to kind of go into them a little bit more, uh, yeah, like as far as trailers go, um, Ms. Marvel was way shorter than She-Hulk. She-Hulk, I, I would argue was like an actual official trailer not even official trailer but you know but it was it, it felt more like a trailer yeah. uh ms marvel was just kind of like 30 seconds of you know kind of whatever um seeing kamala khan dressed as uh <laughs> captain marvel yeah. i mean just like that was that was so cool and like 
it's not her final costume. I know this, and I I don't want that to be her final costume. But uh, but just seeing that was just so cool. I mean this this looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. It you know like even though I'm not the target market because I feel like this is gonna be aimed a little bit more towards teens yeah. or whatever. But like I'm here for it. I'm excited for this one. Uh, she Hulk. Uh, I was talking about this with uh, somebody like a few weeks ago. Maybe it was even like uh, when I was at a comic shop in like St. Louis a couple weeks ago, and we kind of like this the I was talking with the you know the the shopkeeper or whatever, and he was mentioning Hulk, and I was just like you know I just I have never really gotten into Hulk. He's yeah. just really been one of those characters that just does not do it for me, and the same goes for most of the Hulk family, and that includes She Hulk. Um, that said, like this trailer was kind of cool. Um, the reason why it got as many points as it did though, uh, going back to daredevil was that yeah. shot of Charlie Cox yes. and like, <laughs> I don't know, has it, I mean, obviously now <laughs> it's yeah. kind of official, but like, I knew that they were talking about rebooting daredevil for Disney plus, yep. um, uh, but seeing him in the chic Hulk trailer is like, oh, well that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. So that makes me wonder too. Because there were rumors that he might show up in Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Um, There was talk that they were doing new casting for a new Daredevil series on Disney+. And all of a sudden, Charlie Cox shows up as Matt Murdock in the She-Hulk trailer. So here for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And and it makes me want to go back because... yeah, full disclosure, I saw exactly one episode of Daredevil oh. on Netflix. Yeah, I just I don't know why. Like it was one of those shows like I wanted to go back to watch it, but it just it never happened. Um, but yeah, like and I just kind of makes me want to do that now. We'll see if that happens though. Yeah, but I would recommend doing that. I did not finish all of those series. Um, but I did get through all 3 seasons of Daredevil, which is the only one that had 3 se- well, not the only one that had 3 seasons, but like of the ones that got full run, like that was the only one I made it all the way through. So, so next up is Halo versus Baymax. I, I said that because there's an exclamation point in the logo. <laughs> um, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Uh, I don't know an effing thing about Halo, and that 30 second whatever <laughs> that uh, Paramount Plus gave us, like. I that meant absolutely nothing to me. So it gets zero points. Baymax, oh my gosh. Like Big Hero 6 does not get the credit that it deserves. Like that movie was so fun. And this is coming from somebody like I remember um and granted, I mean obviously this was when, you know, like when streaming was a thing. I mean Big Hero 6 isn't that old, but like I remember like renting that from Family Video yeah. on a whim. Man, I feel ancient right now. Um, <laughs> Back in my day, I had to go to the video store. Like, <laughs> but like, I just I rented that on a whim. I was like, you know, I've heard I've heard people say good things about this movie. We'll, we'll give it a try. And yeah, and I was like, I finished that movie, and I was like, oh my god, why hadn't I? Not, why haven't I not seen this movie like a hundred times by now? And Baymax is one of those characters that you know that really did it for me. And. Yeah, like that. Oh, there's so many things like made me just laugh out loud watching that trailer, and um, and as somebody who 
you know, you had to, uh, you you ended up watching half of these trailers uh, right before we recorded. So I know you laughed a lot during that one too. So, um, so Matt, what, what, where are your points? Um, yeah, Halo. I don't know. I've always been a PlayStation gamer, so I never got into Halo. Um, I know who Master Chief is. Basically, this trailer says, "Hey, look, we can do a costume." That's what this says to me. Um, it doesn't say anything about the story. Doesn't say anything about the characters. Where this is going, nothing. Um, Baymax, I don't know. Big Hero Six, hands down, is one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Um, it's it's so much fun. It's there's so many awesome lessons. It's so heartfelt. And yes, I think I cry every time I watch the end of Baymax because it just tears me apart. Um, but and I know that they did a Big Hero Six like series. But to see Baymax as the focus mm-hmm. is, I, I think that's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And yeah, I laughed all the way through this trailer, especially him trying to put the coffee lid on that, that <laughs> coffee cup. <laughs> We've all been there. Uh-huh. The top pops off, then the back, then the side, then the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> and he's just calmly, gently, just trying to get the cap back on. <laughs> just I feel that. Um, I'm going to go nine points for baymax and one just because yeah i mean it looks like the costume for halo is going to be pretty legit yeah uh so with a score of 19 to 1 baymax moves on (laughs) (laughs) and it's going to go up against uh don't look up this this is a weird matchup and like i was kind of telling you off uh off air like these were the only two like actual official like multi-minute trailers that we got. So actually, I think Baymax was Baymax was an official trailer, yeah. but any which way. Um, but yeah, so like I teamed up. Don't look up versus Turning Red. Which, if you don't know anything about either of these movies, uh, you're about to find out why this is such a weird <laughs> mashup. But uh, Matt, let's start with you. Um, so Turning Red is a new Disney film. Um, where this Asian family has a connection to red pandas and basically kind of seems like as the, as they get older, they develop a superpower, if you will, but it's kind of a hassle. Um, whenever the main character, the little girl in this one, um, like has a strong emotion, she just poof turns into this giant red panda and, then has to learn how to deal with both being a red panda and controlling her emotions, which this was like Baymax. I pretty much laughed most of the way through this trailer. It's just awesome. This is another one of those Disney movies that's going to have so much heart and going to make you cry. Um, but at the same time, it's going to make you laugh and it's so much fun. Um, don't look up as much as we are all so far over post-apocalyptic disaster movies and i was like i'm i was kind of only sharing this one because the cast looks amazing and i'm like this is just gonna be this is gonna be a disaster but this (laughs) one too looks really funny um jennifer lawrence and leonardo dicaprio as two um astronomers that basically discover that a um meteor is going to crash into earth and when nobody listens to them they go on this giant media tour to basically let the world know and put pressure on the government to do something 
because Meryl Streep is the president, is like, that's cool. We're just going to sit back and watch. And Jonah Hill is like secretary. Or yes. Like something. Chief of staff or something. Something like that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's cool. We're going to sit and we're just going to take a look and we're going to think about it. Like, no, that's not how this works. Like something has to be done. Some of the moments with Jennifer Lawrence as she's like getting frustrated with the whole situation. Laugh out loud. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of this cast looks incredible. Timothy Chalamet, Ron Perlman, um, Michael Chiklis shows up. Kate Blanchett is in it. Um, like I said, Meryl Streep is playing. It looks like the president. Um, it airs on Netflix December 24th. Um, and as much as I'm done with disaster movies, I don't know. This looks fun. Um, I'm going to go six for seeing red just because I know the track record of Disney and four for don't look up because it's still a disaster movie at heart. All right. So I had a couple things that I knew I wanted to say, like right off the top of my head that, <laughs> that you had reminded me of and that it's completely gone because I was doing math. Um, <laughs> oops. Um, but yeah, like, so don't look up um, is just, yeah, the cast list for this is just amazing. Uh, minus Tyler Perry, but you know, you can't win them all. Um, <laughs> and one of the things, and this was actually one of the things that I wanted to say, um, Jennifer Lawrence, like her ability to be in pretty much any genre of movie is just amazing. Like she can do the, you know, the, the, you know, sci-fi fantasy, whatever she can be comedic. Like she is in, in this movie. She can be serious. Like, Jennifer Lawrence is just, she's amazing in my eyes. She truly I mean, she's even, you know, she's even more versatile than, you know, even Leonardo DiCaprio, who, again, can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I feel like she can do a little bit more than he can. Well, in this trailer, he definitely plays the straight man, and she oh, yeah. plays the the comedic. For part, sure, for sure. So. Um, I loved Jonah Hill just being a grade-A asshole. <laughs> like, just, right. just, I, you know, like... I can't even, you know, censor myself like that because they would not do him justice, no. you know. So uh, turning that around with turning red, um, not going to lie. It did not have me in the first half. No. I until uh, I think May May. Is that her name? I think. So. Yeah. yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah. Um, until she turned into that panda. Like I was like seconds away of being like, I can't even finish this. Like. <laughs> It's just no, this movie is not for me. And then, and then she turned into the panda, and then I got a little bit more exposition, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually really cute. Yeah. Oh, we love you just the way you are." Like, oh, <laughs> like my heart grew three sizes that day. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, but like looking at these two movies, and the way I scored these two, it was basically just off of which one I'd be more likely to see. And of these two, I am more likely to see Don't Look Up. Um, Turning Red, I mean, I wouldn't say no, but at the same time, it's like, it's never, I I don't think this movie would be like my idea to go see it. You know? You're just going to have to rent it when you walk through the video store. That doesn't exist anymore. But yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so I'm giving eight points Don't Look Up, two to Turning Red. Uh, So that means that Don't Look Up wins with 12 points versus eight for turning red now to move on to the semifinals um and we've got moon knight versus ms marvel um matt real quick where are your points oh this is hard because these are 
also, even though they're superheroes, they're both very different styles. Um, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go six for Ms. Marvel because I feel like they guaranteed have nailed the tone already on this. And Moon Knight, Netflix nailed that down and dirty gritty tone. We still have to see if, if Marvel and Disney Plus can match that. So four for Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with me, like with, with these two movies, I have to go about like which one I'm going to be more likely to see. Mm-hmm. Like not even more, more likely to see. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I, I will watch both of these, but it's like, which one am I going to be more likely to see week to week? You know, yeah. of of the Disney Plus shows that have already been released, I watched WandaVision basically week to week, and then that's been it. And I am super excited about Hawkeye. I will watch that one week to week. <laughs> the other three that we've seen so far, like I watched the first couple episodes of Falcon and also Loki, but it's like. I'll go back to those eventually. I'll watch them sometime. But like of these two, Moon Knight, I'm going to watch week to week. Ms. Marvel, I will get around to it when I get around to it. So for that, I have to give Moon Knight seven points, Ms. Marvel three. So that means Moon Knight's going to move on with 11 points versus nine for Ms. Marvel. That's going to face the winner of Baymax versus Don't Look Up. Um... This is a toughie. That's like tough. surprisingly a toughie. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Baymax is getting six points um, versus four for don't look up. Was that a jab at the trailer and the, uh, the bandaid gag? <laughs> Not on purpose, but yes. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, because like Baymax is because it's a series, right? It's not yeah, a movie. Yeah, it's a series. So like. It's something that, you know, like, I can turn on when I'm feeling a little sad, you know, and it'll be, it'll be fine. Um, and then uh, Don't Look Up, yeah, like, it's it's a lot of fun, but yes, you're, at, you're right. It is kind of like a end-of-the-world movie, and I'm like, but do we have to? <laughs> so, where are your points? Um, I think I am going to go seven for Baymax and three for Don't Look Up, just because, like you said, I think I'm more likely actually to watch... Baymax, um, then I am even going to take two hours to watch Don't Look Up because, again, disaster movie. Okay. Um, so the finals, uh, obviously Baymax moved on, 13 to 7. Um, the finals is Moon Knight versus Baymax. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least they're both white in color. But that's the only thing they have in That's the only thing that... Uh, <laughs> They have in common. Well, that and they're both Marvel properties, oh, but still, fair. like, yeah. Um, who, who, boy. Um, I, man, I don't know. I do not know. Um, I, I almost feel like it'd be a cop out to go five and five, even though I want to go five and five. Right. Um, that means I have to make a decision then. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to let you go first. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, what are friends for, right? Right, exactly. Thanks for nothing. Um, I think I'm going to go... Th- this is tough because they both look fantastic already in their own right. Um, but I think I'm going to go six for Moon Knight and four for Baymax. Because Baymax will be one of those that I would probably binge and watch all of them in like a weekend. Moon Knight, I'm going to watch 
week to week when it comes out. Yeah. Okay. And I wrote down my points like literally a second before you wrote down <laughs> yours. So, I mean, uh, granted, yes, like we're audio only and I have absolutely no way to prove that, but that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's your choice or not to believe me. Um, but I also went six for Moon Knight, four for Baymax. Uh, just at the end of the day, it's like when you know let's be honest when moon knight you know like comes out and merch comes out whatever am i gonna buy like seven moon knight shirts and probably three moon knight hats yeah probably (laughs) am i gonna buy any baymax merch Eh, probably not um doesn't really fit my brand (laughs) are you satisfied with your purchase (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but yeah like with, with both of these like i'm very excited for both of them um but yeah, like and and it's it's weird because I feel like we did get more we did get more with Baymax versus with Moon Knight, but uh but yeah, of these two I'm like, yes, I'm I'm ready for both, but slightly more ready for Moon Knight. Yeah. So that is with a score of twelve to eight, that is this week's winner of trailer takedown. Um and then we're still doing pretty good on time, so let's get into some gut reaction. Oof Gut Reaction And we're gonna start um I almost made this the first story of the night because I figured, uh, Matt, you would need to talk about it a little bit. Um, but I, I, at the end of the day, um, No Way Home was just it, it was just yeah. way too big yep. to not lead off the show. So, Matt, we're we're gonna lead off this gut reaction with uh, an update on the whole Blizzard situation. Yeah. So <clears throat> I hadn't seen anything about this until this week. Um, Basically, what it amounts to is that Wall Street Journal did their own investigative report and article on the whole Activision Blizzard um, lawsuit and everything that's going on there. Excuse me. Um, Based on months of reporting, interviews, and source documents, uh, Wall Street Journal put out there that Bobby Kotick, who is the CEO had knowledge of numerous sexual assault and harassment claims at Activision Blizzard's various studios. And it also said that he did not notify the board of directors of an out-of-court settlement to an employee who accused a supervisor of rape. Um, this hit the news, um, and a group um, called ABK Workers Alliance, which are, represents a number of Blizzard employees, announced on social media that as of Wednesday the 16th, they were going to be doing another walkout at Blizzard um, to stand up for what they believe in and the fact that Bobby Kotick needs to go. Um, In ABK Workers' uh, tweet that announced the walkout, they said, we will not be silenced until Bobby Kotick has been replaced as CEO. Um, So this this just continues to snowball. Uh, blizzard joke um <laughs> I, I i continue to feel bad for the blizzard employees that have had to deal with all of this while trying to continue to produce video games um it's not fair to them um it wasn't fair to them to begin with um but this has just been a mess and it just continues to be a mess um i'm giving a huge thumbs down to bobby Kodak. Um, I'm giving a huge thumbs up to the Blizzard employees for staging another walkout and standing up for what they believe in. Yeah, uh, huge, huge, huge thumbs up to the employees for giving Blizzard the cold shoulder. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take that, Shane. It's fine. 
<laughs> wait till Tabitha listens to this, and we'll just get all these messages later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like live tweeting, but live shaming. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so like we kind of talked about in trailer takedown, Disney Plus had their Disney Plus Day last week, and they had all the announcements. Um, I felt weird because like on the one hand, like I felt like I should have been posting these announcements yeah. to like our social media pages and everything. But at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. But then that would have been like a full-time job that day. Like, oh my goodness. Every time you refreshed anything, it was like, oh, here's another announcement. Oh, here's another teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. So um, I'm sure that I missed out on a bunch of, uh, or missing out on announcing a bunch of things. But just among the announcements, uh, Marvel Zombies, uh, Spider-Man freshman year, and then also X-Men 97, which is a continuation of the beloved animated series, complete with the original theme. Yes. yes. Um, also <laughs> announced uh, live action-wise was Echo and Agatha House of Harkness. Um, complete aside, but I saw like a meme on something where uh, they basically were suggesting that Agatha House of Harkness should star... Uh, Agatha, as well as Captain Jack Harkness, oh my and I, I, I am here for that series. <laughs> I know that never in a million years will that actually be a thing, but like, I, I a boy can dream. Um, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> I for for all the the crap that we give Disney about being a monopoly and everything like that. Which I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, it's not a monopoly, but it's a monopoly. Come on. Um. I am here for just about all of these shows except for Marvel Zombies. Uh, but still, you know, um, I know that that's a popular franchise. And for those that like it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. So still, thumbs up, Matt. Yeah, you know, time is a wibbly wobbly thing. So you might get Jack Harkness anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, all of this looks great. Um, Agatha was definitely one of those characters that as she became the villain in WandaVision, you immediately wanted wanted more of her as a villain, not just as like of her character. So excited to see more of her. Um, the X Men ninety seven. I I can't watch. I feel I I can't, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait. Like I <laughs> I can't wait to watch. I um I feel like this would be one of those things. Like the day it premieres, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm calling off of work. I'm just gonna binge the whole thing because <laughs> like that I grew up on that. Like that was part of what got me into Marvel and superheroes. So I, I'm super excited about that. Um, I didn't realize this until I was looking at stuff for the Disney plus day. Um, that Robert Kirkman creator of walking dead was co-creator behind Marvel zombies. Kind of makes, kind of yeah. makes some sense now. Right. Yeah. Still doesn't mean I'm interested in Marvel zombies. That part. I'm just, I'm over it. Um, I'm here for everything else, though. I think this is great. Um, I'm excited to see, to continue to see what Marvel does with Disney's backing, essentially. Because um, as, as, as successful as the MCU was previous to the purchase of Marvel, I don't feel like this wide breadth of properties oh, absolutely not. was something we were ever going to get. Yeah. And I'm super excited to see that continue to grow so thumbs up um also just for the record and um you know disney if if you're listening uh if 
Agatha All Along isn't the theme song to Agatha House of Harkness, I riot. It's going to be a one-person riot. I might be able to get a couple more people. You can get three for sure. Yeah, I'll get three for sure. Um, I, I, it'll end up being like a small fire, but I just want you to know, like, if if that is not the theme song, you are responsible for what I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let's talk about uh, Amazon's uh, New World game. So... We knew for a while that Amazon was doing this um, MMORPG, like massively multiplayer online game. Um, it has released to, I don't know, nobody really knew that it released. It was a thing. It's out there. But essentially over the last week or so, people players had discovered a glitch that allowed them to copy expensive items and then flip them for in-game currency. So you could just repeat, 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 and build up your your hoard, your treasure well. Um, to stop this from happening, Amazon may have gone a little overboard, but they completely froze the game's economy. No trading, no money changes hands, you can't send money to char- your own characters, nothing. The entire economy of the game just got shut down. Um, so that's until they get it fixed, and they don't exactly know when that's going to be yet. So... You can play, you can do your quests, but you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't trade. So I don't know what you're going to do with all the loot that you get from questing. I don't know. Um, They did also say that they are going to be taking action against any of those that uh, cashed in, if you will, on the exploit. So I'm going to give them credit for putting a stop to it. You're going to give them credit, but they can't use it. (laughs) They can't use it. (laughs) It's not worth anything. Its value is depleted. Oh, um, uh, I feel like there probably was a better way to go about this than just completely shutting down the game's economy. But they did what they did. They are Amazon. So um, I'm going to go thumb sideways because I feel like there's still a better way they could have handled it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to go thumb sideways, too. Like, I, I understand why they did it. I get why they did it. Uh, it could they could have done it better, um, especially with you know. Granted, obviously, like Amazon isn't known for its video games, but Amazon is like richer than the entire world. So, um, you know, they they should have had somebody on board that would have realized that this was a problem before it became a problem. Yeah. Um, I I get it. I'm not mad at him for doing it that way, but like, you know, a, a little. A little bit of hindsight <laughs> probably would have been helpful. Yep. So, uh, HBO Max has announced a Harry Potter reunion for the streaming service. Uh, many of the stars from the franchise will appear, but author J.K. Rowling will not. Uh, no official word why she won't be on, but you know we 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 really we all know why. We know why. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I kind of want to give this one a thumb sideways. Um, on the one hand, I completely understand HBO's trepidation for having J.K. Rowling on just because of how, you know, kind of volatile and, uh, um, divisive that, you know, she is right now. But at the same time, it's like, without her, you know, we wouldn't have this 20th anniversary special. We wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had Harry Potter to begin with. Um, I'm not saying that it, that she needs to be front and center, but 
I don't know. I, I, I think it is kind of weird that she is being left completely off of the special. Matt, what do you think? Um, I'm excited to see this. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited to see the cast get back together and talk about things that they remember from filming. Um, I think that's going to be fun. It's going to be cool to see them, especially like we watched any of us that have watched the movies, <clears throat> not Mitch. Um, I've seen three, four. It's not even like halfway. It doesn't count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're um, right. <clears throat> essentially, if you watch these movies, you watch these kids, these actors grow up um, and to see them now, you know, reminiscing on this, I think is going to be really cool. It's going to be fun. Um, I know that I haven't watched them, but I know HBO has done other reunions like Fresh Prince, they said, and um, Friends. Friends. Yeah. And those were super well received. They did some awesome things like rebuilding parts of sets for the, you know, the cast to go into. Um, I think that's going to be great. I absolutely understand why J.K. Rowling is not a part of this. And I understand that, yes, without her, we wouldn't have this. But at the same time, with her, we're just going to get inappropriate slurs. We're going to get hateful speech. And we're going to get apologies for killing characters that she doesn't have to apologize for killing because they were part of the story. Um, And we don't want any of that. We just want these actors to reminisce. So um, I'm actually, even the fact she's not involved, I'm going to give the whole thing a thumbs up. Uh, Matt, let's talk about Iron Fist. So there's been some kickback um, over the last few years, especially with the Netflix series um, that Iron Fist, which is a character that is based in um, Asian lore, um, was not played by an Asian person. Um, The TV series was Danny Rand, who Iron Fist has Danny Rand has been Iron Fist in the comics and in the show for quite some time. Um, Alyssa Wong is a new writer on Iron Fist, and she is going to be bringing an Asian Iron Fist to the series. Um, it's This will not be the first Asian Iron Fist. There were others, but they have all essentially played second fiddle to Danny Rand. Um, <clears throat> they were supportive characters to his Iron Fist. In this case, um, New Iron Fist um, is going to take over for Danny Rand. He loses his powers. He goes on a on a pilgrimage to find out what happened. That's where he stumbles across this New Iron Fist. Um, so Danny Rand is still going to be a large part of the series, but not the main character. Um, and Alyssa Wong was quoted as saying, everyone deserves a chance to see themselves in the comics they love. And that's fantastic. This is something that's probably law that is long overdue for this series. Um, and they're not going to do away with Danny Rand. They're not going to, she's still going to pay tribute to everything that Danny has done as a character and as Iron Fist, but still allow things to move forward. Um, it's going to be fun to see. I don't know. I, I've never really gotten into Iron Fist, but this might be a good jumping off point to, to get into that. Um, February 16th, 2022 is when the first issue debuts. Um, I'm going thumbs up for this idea. I think this is great. Um, I'm going to track slightly. I'm going to go thumb sideways. Uh, I'm, I'm always here for, you know, like not only creating new characters, but like, I'm also like, 
I'm I'm not the type of person to be like, oh well, you know, like oh they're making this character and replacing <laughs> him, blah 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 blah. Like you know, like first thing that you know popped in my mind. I mean, it, it's happened a million times, but like you know, uh, like Sam Wilson becoming Captain America, yep. or mm-hmm. you know, John Kent becoming Superman, and all this and that. Like, um, I that that's never really bothered me, and I'm not bothered by this. I just. I think I'm going thumb sideways mostly because, yeah, I don't have I don't have a dog in this fight. I've tried to get in, uh, into Iron Fist, and it just I don't know the the story just didn't really do it for yeah. me. Um, so really, it just kind of comes down to you know like how they pull it off. Um, I know that it's kind of a mystery, like oh, who's the new Iron Fist going to be? You know, whatever. Is it going to be somebody that we already know? Is it going to be a completely new character? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I mean. If they pull it off, cool. Um, if not, honestly, I'm not going to be that affected because I'm probably still not going to pick up Iron Fist. <laughs> I feel weird for saying that, but it's okay. Marvel can, yeah, Marvel doesn't need all my money, just most. Most of it. So, speaking oh, of. Did you hear about that guy who read every Marvel comic for every year, like every page? No. Yeah, I I'll have to see if I can find it. But there was a story I popped through, and I like I saw it once, and then of course it vanished, so mm-hmm. I didn't find it again. But it's basically some guy that had read every page of every Marvel comic that has been published since like nineteen sixty something. I mean, good for you, but like, bro, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like this, this is coming from somebody who has like literally more comics than he will read in his lifetime. Um. But yeah, like no, 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 no. Like, how long would that have taken? Like, I don't know. Does this guy like, have a job? Probably not. Probably not. But anyway, um, speaking of Marvel, and speaking of Marvel, probably getting more of my money. Uh, Marvel has announced a new What If series that shows what would happen if Miles Morales followed in the footsteps of heroes other than Spider-Man. Uh, the first issue shows Miles as Captain America. Um, I'm giving this a thumbs up. Uh, for Miles Morales is one of those characters as Spider-Man for me that like he's just he's just on the cusp of me like just being like totally in on like I just like I don't know it's weird like I want to like Miles and I do like mm-hmm. Miles and there've even been like a couple of times when like you know like I would actively like you know get whatever comic he was in or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I follow too many characters, you know, and it's just like with with Miles, it's just kind of like, oh, man, like, dude, like if if one other character, if, if Hawkeye <laughs> didn't exist, Miles Morales, man, you'd be up there You're next up. He's first on the bench. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, he's the sixth man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but this kind of series, you know, like like I've talked before, like. I, I love I love a good alternate universe. I love a good like alternate history story. So that's got me there. Miles, like I said, is on the just on the cusp of me being just like all in on him. But like, yeah, I'm I'm here for this series and I'm interested to see what other, you know, like characters they have him, you know, like become, you know, whatever. So yeah, total thumbs up, Matt. Yeah, I think this is fun. Um yeah, Miles is definitely one of the most fun, interesting, and charismatic characters that marvel has come up with in in recent history um and i think those things are the reason why he's become so popular for so many people um 
I know that Miles, like my seven-year-old, Miles is his favorite Spider-Man. And he doesn't even read comics. He just thinks Miles is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. Miles will be younger than Peter Parker. Um, anyway, I think this is great. This is fun. Um, I'm, I'm in for this. So thumbs up. Um, Matt, we're going to talk about Ridley Scott. Oh, Ridley Scott has joined the likes of James Cameron <clears throat> in the fact that he does not like new superhero films. Um, in an interview with Deadline, he was quoted as saying that superhero films are, quote, boring as shit. Um, he just doesn't like them. He says the best films are driven by the characters, um, that the superhero movie scripts are garbage, basically, um, and that they're all saved by special effects. Um, he, he, he says that he has done three great superhero films himself, um, Alien, <clears throat> Gladiator, and Blade Runner. And I'm going to argue that none of those are superhero movies because <laughs> none of them have superpowers. I mean, even Deckard Kane in Blade Runner isn't doesn't have any real superpowers. He's a replicant. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. The, the Internet chimed in on this back and forth because a lot of people are like, yes, you know, he and James Cameron and Martin Scorsese, they have their. They have you know, their catalog behind them to be able to have their opinion. Um, And then, uh, you know, the rest of the people are like, well, you know, Ridley Scott hasn't made all great, fantastic, amazing movies either. So, you know, griping on a few that aren't, you know, the best of the best is kind of ridiculous. But um, I have to take, take offense to his comment about them being character driven because a lot of these superhero movies wouldn't exist if we didn't have the technology that we have for special effects. But at the same time, it's the characters that you root for. It's the characters that you cheer for and you love, like whether you're standing behind Iron Man because you love him 3000 or, you know, you want Captain America to pick up Thor's hammer, like, you have you stand behind those characters for a reason because of the way that they're written not because they i mean yes they look cool on screen but i think at the end of the day you stand behind those characters because of who they are and how they're written not everything is based on the special effects and how cool their suit is um so i'm gonna go thumbs down to ridley scott and his incorrect opinion yeah um but yeah, like absolute thumbs down. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> uh, things like this like just really irk me because like at the end of the day, who are you to tell anybody else what you know what is okay to like and to not like? You know, um, th- not everybody has your sense of taste, really, Scott. And I'm sorry, really, Scott. Like, uh, yeah, like I don't know. I just. <laughs> It irks me, <laughs> and I don't really have all the words that I want to say formed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like, and y- yeah, like y- you, you've not, not every movie you've done has been knocked out of the park. Exactly, and you know, like, Alien. You, you're telling me that Alien had zero special effects. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> the, the, the R.H. Geiger. Re- really? Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, th- those are not superhero movies. They're not. I mean, <laughs> not. they are in the same realm, sure. I'll give you that. Mm. But no, they're not. No. No. F off, Ridley Scott. <laughs> no one asked your opinion anyway. He has a anyway. twisted definition of superhero movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I uh, got a couple more stories left. Uh, first one, Paramount Park is a theme park being developed in China. Uh, one of the areas planned for the park will center around Star Trek. I'm giving this a thumb sideways. Um, as much as I would love to go to a Star Trek park, I'm not going to China to do it. Um, yeah, if you if you build one stateside, I will be there opening day. Um, Star Trek uniform and all, like, yeah, I'll go all out. I'll even I, I'll dress as a Ferengi. I don't I don't care. I don't give an f. Um, but yeah, like building it in China, like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. So thumb sideways, Matt. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it's successful, they'll build one here in the States, but, uh, that's, that's a long way to travel for, for Star Trek as much as I would love that and have a good time with that. So yeah, thumb sideways. Speaking of Star Trek, uh, LaVar Burton Entertainment is teaming up with Hasbro owned Entertainment One to develop a game show uh, adaptation to Trivial Pursuit with Burton hosting. Um, no other details, uh, no, no other real real details, and the show is still being shopped to uh, networks. Uh, I'm giving this a thumbs up. It sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, it's not Jeopardy. Sorry about it, LeVar. <laughs> um, but I, I would watch this. Yeah, I'm a little sad that it's not Jeopardy. Because I think that's where he belongs. But at the same time, good on him for getting another trivia type show to be able to host. So, and yeah, I I would sit down and watch this. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, so fun fact: when I was putting together the uh, the show tonight, um, I realized like because our last story is is traditionally it's it's weird. It's <laughs> not something that you know that we have even really included in good reaction or anything like that. Um. But, like, we didn't really have a weird story this week. So, like, I had to go and do a little bit of searching. And I found one. And I'm keeping it a gut reaction because, like, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, Before you get into that, I found the the guy that read all the comics. Okay. You want to flip to that real quick? Sure. Um. This was from August twenty, October 21st um, from Nerdist. Um, author Douglas Wick read every single Marvel unit Universe comic from the birth of the Fantastic Four in 1961 to today. 60 years total, over 540,000 pages, 27,000 comics. And it says also, or 500 Bibles worth of stories. Um, he started in 2016, took him five years to finish reading every Marvel comic. It only took him five years? Yeah, apparently. That's 12 years a year. Yeah. 12 years a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from 1961 on. Did he do, like, literally nothing else? He's an author, so he was procrastinating. He probably <laughs> should have been writing his book. <laughs> Do you think him and George R. R. Martin like ever teamed up? <laughs> no, no. 
Um, he did chronicle the whole experience in a book called All the Marvels, A Journey to the End of the Biggest Story Ever Told. Oh, so he's doing research. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's by Penguin Random House, so he probably got a pretty good uh, advance to spend five years reading oh. comics to write a book about it. Jealous. Right? No Penguin, kidding. give me money. I read comics all the time. <laughs> I'll read all of them in five years, too, if you give me that kind of money. <laughs> right? Ugh. Ugh. All right. Anyway. Good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you. I, I might I might buy your book. We'll see. So, anyway, so going back to our, our last story. Um, so, this is from... I, I, I found this... Um, this was an article from Variety. And there's really not... Past this first paragraph there's really not a whole lot of information there's you know there's some filler information like with any kind of like entertainment you know blog or whatever so this is a quote straight from like i said this is the lead paragraph um from this article from variety um yeah there's just there's a lot to unpack in just this one sentence Martin Scorsese is making a musical biopic about the Grateful Dead with Jonah Hill set to star as the iconic rock band's frontman, Jerry Garcia. There's a lot going on here. And and at first, um, I wanted to give this an immediate thumbs down because this just, none of this sounds right. But the more I think about it, I I don't know, like, Jonah Hill, he's become one of those, like, actors that can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier, and especially, he, you know, with him in that movie. But, like, so, like, I could almost see him as Jerry Garcia. Um, Martin Scorsese, do not associate with him as, with the Grateful Dead, like, at all. Didn't know he was a deadhead. But, (laughs) yeah, right, right. But, at the same time, it's like, the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm giving this a thumb sideways, almost a thumbs up. Like, I'm, I'm interested in this, not, not completely. Not totally, and I really don't know how I feel if Jonah Hill sings, because um, I've never heard that before. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't, I I I'm genuinely perplexed by this series of words in this order. Yeah, those. I don't think I would have ever expected to hear Martin Scorsese, Grateful Dead, and Jonah Hill all in the same sentence. Like that just usually it's like one of these things just doesn't belong here and it's like all three of these things just don't belong here (laughs) yeah yeah i huh i mean i guess to their credit though like martin scorsese has worked with jonah hill before so if anything it's grateful dead doesn't belong but like but still like i don't know just like it's like have you ever had ice cream that had like three different flavors that like individually sure you enjoy but like you put them together and it's trash <laughs> and i'm not saying this is going to be trash cuz i mean martin scorsese I, jonah hill like no but like it's weird it is weird that's just it it's a it's a peanut butter and bananas kind of combination like i just don't like and I know that Martin Scorsese has done biopics. He's done period pieces. Like, 
So it's not like that's out of his realm of expertise. Just the Grateful Dead is such a subculture of itself. And again, I don't know that I ever expected to think that Martin Scorsese was a deadhead. Like that just like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I, I really don't know what to, I'm going to have to go thumb sideways because it's just, it's just such an odd combination of, of factors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and this will probably be one of those things where like we get a trailer in a year and a half and we're just going to absolutely blown away by how awesome this looks. Like this is going to look like, um, what is it? Like the, the rocket man movie with Taron Edgerton mm-hmm. or, um, what was the Bohemian Rhapsody queen? Oh, uh, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. Yeah. Like even that one, the trailers looked absolutely phenomenal. Like, is this going to be one of those where you're like, I don't know about this, but then you're going to get that trailer and the music's going to be behind it. And you're just going to be like, Whoa, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to digest. I just, (laughs) (laughs) you said that's one paragraph, but there's, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. There's, yeah, that's like, there's a lot to unpack. Like I just spent a weekend (laughs) at C2E2. Um, Which, speaking of total tangent, before we before we sign off here, uh, have you do you follow C two E two on social media? Yes, and I have seen the wealth of announcements over the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, panel listing too came out. Yeah. Okay. I saw that. I started to look at it, but I was at work. But whatever. Um, this has absolutely nothing to do with the panel announcements. Has nothing to do with the guest announcements. Have you seen the badges for this year? Yes. They look phenomenal, right? I'm really hoping our press ones look as BA as that pizza right. and hot dog one. <laughs> um, I kind of want to buy a Friday pass just for that one with the bean. Oh, with the other. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Like, yeah. All like those passes. Yes, they are phenomenal. But yeah, like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, if I if I had to choose a favorite of any of those. Yeah, it's it's that Friday pass. Like, oof. <laughs> Oof, I tell you. Uh, I'm going to look it up, see if I can find them. Because I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, there was like a pizza one. Um, yeah, I remember the three-day being... I think the three-day was the pizza one. the pizza and hot dog. Yeah. Sunday... Oh, one of them was the... Um, that C2E2 style. Like the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Like, the old-style logo. Yeah. Which I loved so much that I bought a t-shirt of that a couple of years ago. When we uh-huh. Were here, so... And I think Sundays was just like you know, that that cheesy logo that like mm-hmm. they had a couple years back and everybody hated it so much. So I bought a pair of socks with that logo on it. <laughs> You're welcome, that, everybody. That makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, like, and and don't get me wrong, like they've they've kind of stepped up their their announcement game in the last couple, you know, last week or so. But like, but yeah, like. I don't know why, but like those badge announcements, like oof, like I'm just like I am 100 percent here for that. Yeah, those are those are. Oh yeah, it is the C, that's C2E2. It looks like cheese and pepperoni for e- Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Saturdays is that C2E2 style, like the old style logo. Fridays is the bean, um, and then yeah, the three day is the pizza and hot dog. Yeah. So. Those yeah. are great. Hopefully, hopefully they have like 
some merch with the C2E2 with the beans so I don't have to buy a Friday pass. But like, <laughs> just to get that, just I don't know, man. I still logo. might. I still might do it. I still might do it. Just buy, buy the one day pass <laughs> just to have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, sir, you're already in. I know. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Just give me. <laughs> it's fine. I have the disposable income. <laughs> I just won't buy, what, $35 less in, in comics? comics? Yeah. <laughs> is that how much a Friday pass is? I don't even know. I don't remember. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> one day at C2E2, please. It's three day or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, with kind of a special episode next week is thanksgiving so we've already recorded next week's episode hopefully nothing major happens news wise because we won't be talking about it um but uh but yeah we'll be back next week in the meantime check us out on social media tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on any questions comments or concerns then shoot us an email at the geek awakens podcast at gmail.com from all of us at the Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody say bye. I, I guess everybody. I mean, Matt, say bye. <laughs> bye.